Welcome to Zazlo Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike. Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800 747 free. That's 800 747 3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No. Before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0, my guys Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar, they believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, accident attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedano's, Presidente, Win dixie Got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got... Hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zaslo loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com. 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zaslo Show 2.0. Welcome to Zaslo Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike, Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. 
888-789-3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No, before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0. My guys, Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar. They believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, Accident Attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy, and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna John Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedanos, Presidente, Win dixie Got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zaslow loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com. 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zaslow Show 2.0. All right, welcome. Zaslow Show 2.0. It is a Wednesday, the 28th of December. Good to have you aboard. However you're listening to the program today, love you long time. It could be on iTunes or Spotify or Google or iHeart or Amazon, I can't list them all, we'll be here all day. Maybe you're watching on the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash at Zaslow Show. Make sure you like, you rate, you comment, you do all that good stuff. It's for the algorithm. It's not for me, it's for the algorithm. And the algorithm likes that, and then I get, that's really good for me, and then I get all the monies. So make sure that you like, you rate, you comment, you tell your friends, you tell your family, you tell your mother I say hello. I love you long time. So good to have you here with us. We're right smack in the middle of the week, and we have a lot going on. There's a lot happening here. 
You got our quarterback who's right at the center of everything as far as the sports universe is concerned. And then if that's not enough for you, you got LeBron James and the Lakers are in town tonight as the Heat are looking for a 2-2 two and two homestand here. So yeah, we're like the center of the sports universe right now. Now, everything Zaslow Show 2.0, you know, is presented by our title sponsor. Wouldn't be here without them. Anajar and Levine, accident attorneys. If you're dealing with a personal injury caused by an accident, doesn't matter what kind of accident. It wasn't your fault, so you got to call Anajar and Levine, accident attorneys. 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. You'll get an attorney on the phone immediately. First, you're in an accident, you call 911. After you call 911, you call 800-747-3733. Anna Jar and Levine, they're going to get the money that you deserve so you can just focus on your health and getting better. So Anna Jar and Levine, accident attorneys, title sponsor of everything Zaslow Show 2.0. And that, of course, includes It's Still Real to Me, which is every Saturday. We got my pro wrestling show, got my stories we got to catch up on from all the big happenings during the week. So... We're going to talk a lot about Tua here today. You had an historic performance in the NBA last night. Luka Doncic, I'm looking forward to this Heat game tonight. Hoping that LeBron plays. Uh, LeBron said, I don't know if there's been an update over the last few minutes since I last checked. LeBron, you know, I've been telling you all week, right? Keep keep an eye on what happened as far as LeBron in Orlando. Because if LeBron plays in Orlando... On Tuesday night, he's not going to play Wednesday in Miami. He hasn't been playing back-to-backs, so keep an eye on that. Well, LeBron played last night, and the Lakers won. LeBron had a good game. LeBron said it was it, it's up in the air whether or not <coughs> excuse me, he's going to play in Miami. He said he would decide when he wakes up in the morning. So... I no no updated tweet yet as far as LeBron goes. Haven't seen any news just yet. Uh, it, it, you know we're, we're at a time this morning. I'm not gonna tell you exactly what time we're taping. You're listening to the future. He may have already announced that he's playing tonight. But as of right now, it's morning. As of right now, he has. I, there's no news yet whether or not LeBron is gonna play tonight. If you're a Heat fan and you're going to the game tonight. You're obviously hoping that you're going to wind up seeing LeBron. Uh, the Lakers, they need every game they can get. Hell, the Heat need every game they can get. Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, they are questionable once again for tonight's game. They missed the game on Monday night where the Heat got a win against Minnesota. Important to get this win if you're Miami because after tonight, you head out on a five-game road trip. A very difficult road trip. You'd like to go out there over 500. The road trip begins Friday night in Denver. So you got at Denver... Tough, very tough game. Best team in the West, right? And you have at Utah. That's a tough game. Team's overachieving, but that, that's a tough game. You got at the LA Clippers. That's a tough game. They're, they're rolling right now. Then you got at the Lakers again, okay? And at Phoenix. Phoenix is struggling right now. They won last night. That is a daunting road trip. It is. That's one of those trips where, look, the goal for every road trip is to go 500 or better. Can you go 3-2 and two with those games? I mean, the games that you look at and you feel like you have to have, you would say Utah. You know, Denver gave the Heat catch a break with Denver. A lot of times you get Denver second out of a back-to-back, traveling west to east, and, and, and that's the death blow. That's a very, 
Very difficult game. Back-to-back. Second night of a back-to-back in Denver. Here, you start out the road trip in Denver. So, the, the Heat, you know, get a little bit of a solid there. The Utah game, though, I feel like you have to have the Utah game. And I would say you got to have the Laker game. You got to have tonight. And you got to have the Laker game on the 4th. And that would put you, no matter what happens then with Denver and the LA Clippers, that would put you then in a spot where, okay, you go into Phoenix, which is an ESPN game. The Laker game and Phoenix is an ESPN game, actually. You can go into the last game there, the ESPN game, against Phoenix and say, all right, win this game, we got a winning road trip. That's the scenario you want. You want two and two of these first four games. You'd like to say, hey, the Utah game and the Laker game, I like those. Those are games we could win. Can't do that for the Heat this year, though. They're, they're not any, the Heat can lose to anyone. They can also beat anyone. But a, a, a three and two road trip, I, I really think it's a miracle. I really do. Especially when you consider the health of this team right now. A three, like, Two and three, you'll you'll say, okay, fine. Uh, I, I can live with two and three. But you can live with two and three if the Heat get the win tonight, where then you would be 500 when you get back. Because the win tonight puts you game over 500, and then you come home, you got a few games in a row. It looks like you got a four-game homestand after that. So you put yourself in a position to try and continue to keep this record above 500. The Heat just uh, toiling away at 500. So you got the Lakers tonight. We're keeping an eye throughout the day on what's going on there with LeBron. He said when he wakes up today, he will decide. He'll know when he wakes up. When he wakes up today, he will decide if he is playing uh, against the Heat tonight, second night of a back-to-back. I don't believe he's going to play. I don't think he plays today. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. So uh, make sure you, you, you keep it in touch with everything that's going on, and you'll find out. You head into the game tonight at FTX Arena, you'll see if LeBron's playing. So, And as far as the Heat, like I said, Bam, Jimmy Butler, they are questionable. Everyone else seems seems good to go. Now, before before I get into the Dolphin stuff, the Tua stuff, and there's a lot happening there, all right? Before I get to all that stuff, last night, all right? Been watching a lot of movies lately. That's right. Well, I told you, as far as series go, uh, my wife and I, we watched uh, Jack Ryan, Amazon. That's a really good show. It was season three. We love that show. So if you're into Jack Ryan, there's a new season out. Not sure if you're aware of it. You want to go check that out. But last night, watched a movie with my son. You ever seen the the, the Knives Out movie? All right, that's with Daniel Craig. It's like a murder mystery, but it's funny. It's a murder mystery. And the sequel came out recently. It's called Glass Onion. Doesn't have anything to do with the first one, except you got the main character, the detective played by Daniel Craig, Benoit Blanc. He's trying to solve another mystery, you know. Other than that, you... You totally, like I watched it with my son last night. He's never seen the first one, but I knew that you didn't have to see the first one in order to understand the second one. So we watched Glass Onion last night. Really good. Really good. Really funny. I recommend it. But I will say first one, better. Matter of fact, I think the first one was a lot better. But that doesn't mean that the second one wasn't good. We enjoyed that one last night. So with Edward Norton and uh, what's what's the lead actor's name? Is she, uh, is her name Rochelle Monet? I feel like I'm getting her first name wrong, but Edward Norton also, you got, uh, uh, what's her name, Kate Hudson, and, oh, and Dave Batista, uh, Batista from, from WWE, but anyway, I do want to mention this as well, so I, I recommend that movie, I recommend going to see, going to watch Glass Onion, it's on, is it Netflix? Yeah, it's on Netflix, I think it's the number one trending movie, right? I like how Netflix does that, where they do the top 10 trending movies, you always find something good there. You find the movie that everybody's talking about. So I think right now, 
Because you, you don't, you don't want to be left behind. You don't want everyone to see something, and then you haven't seen it, and then you're a loser. So Glass Onion right now, I think, is number one. But here's the thing. I want to mention this. So Batista, for, you know, WWE star uh, or former WWE star, Dave Batista, you know, he's in Guardians of the Galaxy. He, he's, uh, he was in that movie Stuber, which, holy shit, that movie's really funny if you've never seen that movie. He's been in a bunch of movies. Anyway. So Dave Batista is in this movie, Glass Onion. And I saw this poll, I think it's on Bleacher Report, where, and Ryan Johnson, who is the writer and director, he's done a bunch of good stuff. He's the writer and director of the Knives Out movies. And he said, he said it first, I believe, and now there's like, you know, polls out there on Bleacher Report as far as who is the best, excuse me, who is the best WWE superstar turned actor. And the three that you're thinking of, of course, you know, it's The Rock, it's John, and The Rock, look, everybody knows The Rock is the number one movie star in the world, but it's The Rock, John Cena, and Dave Batista. You gotta have Dave Batista in there, alright? Because the fact of the matter is, Batista is actually in the better movies, alright? The Rock is the most successful, and Cena's really good too, but Batista, I feel like, is in the better movies. But anyway, of those three, who is the best WWE superstar turned actor. And I got to tell you, the answer is Batista. He's fantastic. The answer is Dave Batista. And you know I love The Rock, but The Rock has one character. He's that guy in every movie. Like, The Rock's an action star, you know? And I don't want to say Rock's not an actor, all right? Because The Rock's done some comedic roles like... The movie, what is that? The the CIA Central Intelligence with Kevin Hart. That movie's funny as shit. But The Rock's an action star. There's not a ton of acting that goes on. And Cena's really good too. Cena's got a good comedic uh, feel for the movies that he's in. Cena's gotten a lot better. But Dave Batista, I, I think Dave Batista all time. Again, I'm not talking about successful. That's The Rock. But as far as actual actor, I think Dave Batista is the best WWE superstar turned actor. I really do. And he's really good and really funny in everything he does. He's great as Drax in the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. And he's really good in Glass Onion. He's And I'm telling you, go see that movie, Stuber. It's a comedy. That movie is so funny. And he is great in it. He's really good in everything he does. I think Dave Bautista is the all-time greatest WWE superstar turned actor. Again, not most successful, but as far as actual actor and the movies that they do... I think he's number one. So I also want to update yesterday's poll question. Very important poll question to lead us into what we're doing today. By the way, I should also mention Pacific guy, George Sedano. He's going to join us on the show today. That's right. We're going to get Sedano aboard. Lakers are in town. I know he's doing the Laker game for ESPN January 4th in Los Angeles. He's not doing the game tonight. I don't think this is a national TV game tonight. You're watching. You're watching Bally anyway. You got Eric Reed. You got John Karate, and and, and this is this is the good Bally. Bally Sports Sun is is the better Bally because Bally Sports Florida sucks. There's always technical issues every single game for the Panthers. Bally Sports Sun, while not perfect, it's by far the better of the two. Okay, they're they're much better. I feel like rarely is there a problem on Bally Sports Sun. Not not perfect, but I think rarely there's a problem. Bally Sports Florida, worst channel. Always a problem. Very terrible. But tonight, you got the Lakers here. So we'll get Sedano on the show. We'll talk some NBA with Pacific Guy. 
we'll get his thoughts on Tua. All right. I do want to lean into Tua with our poll question from yesterday. So our poll question yesterday, Zaslow Show 2.0 poll. I'm at Zaslow Show on Twitter. You could also hit me up at J on Instagram. And yesterday's poll question was with the news of Tua being put in concussion protocol, which is the biggest story in sports right now. Because Tua being put into concussion protocol, do you regret what you said about Tua after his three-interception fourth quarter on Sunday? And the choices were, yes, I'm so, so sorry. No, he still stunk. And the poll ended with 56% of your vote. The Zaslow Show 2.0 listener voted 56% for no. He still stunk. So you guys not very sympathetic to Tua's plight. Or you just don't think that it had anything to do with that performance. And I would say I don't think you're being mean by, by voting that. Because I voted no, I'm not sorry. Because for me, it's all encompassing. He's been outplayed all four of these games in the four-game losing streak. Now, he hasn't been bad in all four games, but he's, he's been outplayed in all four of these games, and the Dolphins had the ball. He had the ball in his hands in the fourth quarter of every one of these games with a chance to win it. So for me, it's, it, like, it's kind of all-encompassing. That's slanting my vote a little bit, if you will. But at the same time, we don't know what caused him to throw those three interceptions. And, and on top of that, we don't know if he even had a concussion on Sunday. We don't. So let's let's get into it now. And then we'll bring Sedano aboard. Everyone is like, it's, it has to be amazing to you, not just to me, right? Where everyone is so comfortable sitting on their couch and diagnosing Tua and telling him what he should do. And acting like they know, acting like you know more about concussions than the doctors who are treating him. Concussions in general, we know so little about. We know a lot, a lot more than we used to. And, and I've, I've mentioned this before. It's funny, right? Where growing up, I wasn't allowed to play football. Wasn't allowed to play tackle football. Now, would I sneak off sometimes on Saturday mornings and we would go to the park you know, uh, uh, with a bunch of my friends, and we would play tackle football all the time. All the time. But I wasn't allowed to play tackle football. My parents knew we were playing tackle. They they wouldn't have liked it. And I certainly wasn't allowed to play organized tackle football, like for Optimist Club. And the main reason we weren't allowed to play tackle football was the spinal cord injuries. Spinal cord injuries were the big deal. Mike Gutley, Dennis Bird. Like, if you don't know these names, go look it up. Those, those happened when I was a kid. Those were the big stories. And I wasn't allowed to play tackle football because of spinal cord injuries. That was the big thing, right? That was the thing that we were afraid of, was you don't want to get paralyzed. We didn't talk about head injuries at all. And now, it's all about head injuries. Now, that doesn't mean that anything is more or less safe when it comes to spinal cord injuries. That can still happen. I mean, thank God, you know, the most recent example was Ryan Shazier, right? Who, thank God, is walking again. I mean, I'm sure he's not not walking as well. I don't know if he can run, but thank God he's he's walking and can probably live a, a normal life still. 
But Ryan Shazier was the most recent one, right? Where he 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 wasn't walking for he was paralyzed at first. And oh my god, remember when when Tua was on the ground and the fingers? I, I thought he was paralyzed. You know, if he wasn't dead, thought he was paralyzed. Spinal cord injuries were the big thing when I was growing up. Now it's all head injuries. We didn't think about head injuries at all back then. And I feel like we don't think so much about spinal cord injuries now. Which, by the way, that was my main concern with Tua. Because, you remember, when they when they took him off the field, the game against Cincinnati, he didn't do the thumbs up. And you have to do the thumbs up. You always have to do the thumbs up. That's a known thing. Ever since Mike Utley was paralyzed, he did the thumbs up, <coughs> excuse me, when he was coming off the field, even though he ends up being paralyzed from the waist down. He still did the thumbs up. And everybody knows now, when you're being taken off on the stretcher, you gotta give the thumbs up. The thumbs up means you're okay. The thumbs up means you're not paralyzed. And it's it's like a universal thing. And Tua never gave the thumbs up. And I was like, oh my god. that Everybody knows you gotta do the thumbs up. And he didn't do it. So, I, I, I thought he was paralyzed. But anyway... Everyone is so comfortable. So so we don't think of spinal cord injuries now at all anymore. And we didn't think about head injuries at all back then. It's very strange how it's shifted. But everyone is so comfortable sitting on their couch or on television. We'll get to that. Everyone is so co- Like you see everyone on Twitter and on Facebook. Tua should retire, right? You're, you're, number one, you're not a doctor. And even if you were the doctor, you're not the doctor that's treating him. Like... How, how are you diagnosing someone? How are you telling someone that they should retire? How do you know what someone should do moving forward when you're not there? Everyone's so comfortable. Like, I'm definitely, and I got into a little bit of this yesterday, I'm definitely never going to sit here and tell you that Tua should retire. No chance. I'm never going to do that. I, cer- I certainly hope he doesn't retire. And matter of fact, I hope he plays this weekend. Yeah. And I'm definitely not going to feel bad about wanting him to play this weekend. Oh, Zazzle, that's crazy. How could you want him to play? How could I want him to play? Because I'm a Dolphins fan. Because this team, I've been emotionally attached and invested, save for some down years where, you know, I tried to get unemotionally attached and unemotionally invested. But I've been emotionally attached and invested to this team for my entire life, probably for 35, 36 years of my, of my 41 years of existence, I've been emotionally invested in this team. That's how I want him to play. Of course I want him to play this weekend. Not only do I not want him to retire, but I want him to play this weekend. And I'm definitely not going to feel sorry about that. How could you want that, Saslow? Because I want to win a Super I want the Dolphins to win a Super Bowl. Now I'm not telling you that if a doctor were to tell Tua, Tua, you should retire. And then I would say, man, don't listen to that doctor. You should play this weekend. No, I would never say that. That's different. But sitting here from afar, not being a doctor, not being there treating him, and certainly with no one, at least right now, at least yet, giving him that advice, I'm a Dolphin fan, and I'm going to sit here and say, I hope Tua retires? The hell is the matter with me? There's no way. I hope he doesn't retire. And I hope he plays this weekend. And I hope they win. And I hope they win playoff games. And I hope Tua leads them to a Super Bowl this year. Now that ain't gonna happen. I mean, now now I'm talking like a, like an insane person. That's not gonna happen. But I don't. I'm not gonna sit here and tell you that I hope Tua retires. I'm a Dolphins fan. 
I hope he plays this weekend. Definitely not going to feel bad about wanting him to play this weekend. That's what's important to me. The Dolphins are what's important to me. Yeah. And he plays for the Dolphins. And I want him to play well. I want him to play. And I want him to play well. And, you know, like someone messaged me on, on Twitter yesterday. Maybe it was Instagram. Where it was like they were mad at Tua because he played through a, a possible concussion. We don't know that he had a concussion. I know there's, you know, Zapruder film out there on Twitter where he hears the play that it looks like he probably got the concussion. Uh, maybe. Maybe. We don't even know. We don't know what play. And we don't even know if he had a concussion. We don't. But, like, I had one person who messaged me, like, like they're mad at him that he played through it because he would have had a better chance to win if he would have reported the symptoms. Number one, he may not have had any symptoms. They say, he says he didn't have any symptoms until the next day. But, you know, if he did have symptoms, you're mad at him because you got to figure, even though Bridgewater has not been good, what, are you thrown three interceptions in the fourth quarter? Probably not. So they may have had a chance to win that game. So you're mad at Tua. And I'm like, nah, I got respect, man. I, I want my guys to play through stuff. I want, I, I, now, do I want them to play through a head injury? That's a dicey spot, man. But I'm certainly not going to shame him or be angry at him for wanting to play through an injury, whatever injury it is. And even if it doesn't work out, if it hinders his play, and as a result, he ends up costing the team the game, that's a really tough spot. I'm not going to be mad at him for wanting to be there for his teammates, for wanting to be there for his coaches, for wanting to be there for the fans, and try to play through and be really tough. I'm, I'm like, respect, man. I'm never going to be mad about that. I like when guys try and play through this stuff. I want them to play through this stuff. I do. But then you see... And so, you know, I, I, I wrote back. I told the guy, I'm like, it's a tough spot, man. I got respect for Tua if that happened. We don't know. But if that's what happened, yeah, I got respect for it. I mean, well, it was Joe Burrow, uh, a game earlier this year, right, where I don't think he said maybe after that game, but he's talking about previous games where he doesn't remember the fourth quarter. He played through it. He blacked out. They won the game. He didn't remember it. He, he knows he got concussed, but he wanted to play through it because he's a football player. See, that's, that's the thing, right? They're football players. They're, th- this is what they signed up for. Nobody does, at least not anymore, because we have so much more information now about head injuries. Nobody isn't aware anymore of potential consequences. And, and that's almost like, oh, you can't, you can't let them play. What's, I mean, to hell you can't. They're grown men. They're adults. I hate the whole, you can't let him play. You're, you cannot allow him to play. He's a grown man who is being faced with grown man decisions. Grown man decisions for him and his family. Who are you to tell him he can't play? You give these guys the options. You give them all the information. You got to protect them from themselves. Grown up. Grown man. You get as long as you give them all the information, you give them all the options, present them with every scenario. You got to do that. You got to give them all the info and all the options. You better not keep anything from them. You got to give them all the info and all the options. I hate the idea. Then you can't let him play. It's a grown up, the grown man, who maybe wants to do this for his team, but also how about like you got all these former players who were on television over the last couple days talking about how Tua should retire. 
That's really rich coming from guys who were in the league 10, 12 years, whatever it is, and made all that money and telling Tua, who is probably less than a year away from making generational money, telling him he should retire from something he's worked his whole life to get to. Telling, and, and, and when you're not the doctor, not a doctor, and you're not the doctor that's there treating him. That's rich, man. Like, that, that's, a, that's a soapbox you're standing on, man. Telling this guy, he's so close to getting that big payday. And you're talking about, he should never play again. He should retire. That's rich coming from former players who already have all of that money. Come on, man. Stop telling these guys what to do. Like, I know Robert Griffin and Booger McFarlane were on television yesterday, right? And, and they were saying, should retire. Shouldn't play. Shouldn't play anymore. How about he gets to make that decision? Because, you know, he's a grown adult. How about he makes that decision? How about he makes that decision because he's a grown adult and because he has doctors, not Robert Griffin, because he has doctors who are advising him. So if you didn't hear the clip, this is making the rounds over the last 24 hours. Here's, you know, this is on the, the NFL studio set, whatever, I think it's, I guess it's NFL Live maybe. And it's Robert Griffin and a little bit of Booger McFarlane. Yeah, you know, I've been an advocate about how our game has kind of moved towards the softer side. Yes. You know, the rough in the passer is more like touching the passer now. But when we talk about these head injuries, it's nothing to play with. Yeah. You got to put the person before the player. I'm more concerned about Tua and his longevity of life than I am about what whether he's going to play on Sunday. We've seen guys like Luke Keekley, a teammate of mine, Jordan Reed, have to retire because Mm -hmm. of these head injuries. And Booger, you know this. Guys that you played the game with have gone off the field and done things to hurt themselves or their families because of things that were suffered on the field. CTE, all those things come into play. So my mind is on. What does this look like for Tua in the future? He should not play yeah. for the rest of the season, whether you call it two concussions or three, yeah. two incidents or three incidents. It's a repeat. And the hit that that he really suffered the concussion on, or we think that he suffered the concussion on, it wasn't a, a, that violent of a hit. It was right. a routine play. Right. But be, the, because his head smacked exactly, off the ground, yes, yes. the repeat of all of yes. those hits are starting to add up. So I'm more concerned about Tua and his family than I am about him playing the rest of the year. So here, here's my big problem with it. Do you think that there are doctors? The doctors who are treating Tua. Let's say they hear that clip. Like, you think the doctors are sitting around, they're like, like I'm, now I'm not saying you shouldn't be concerned for Tua. Absolutely. I'm also saying, though, if you're a Dolphin fan, you don't have to feel bad for wanting him to play. You don't have to feel bad about that. I'm definitely not going to feel bad about wanting him to play. If you're a Dolphin fan, you're allowed to want him to play. But do you think that like the doctors who are treating him, they're watching that clip from NFL Live, like, man, Robert Griffin and Booger make some good points. Why didn't we think of that? I mean, like, they're doctors. They know there's nothing that Robert Griffin and Booger are going to say that doctors are going to be like, man, why didn't we think of that? Why didn't we consider that? Everyone is, and, and again, it's so easy for these former players who, to say that he shouldn't play after they've collected all of their money. It's so easy. And Tua is so close to getting that payday. So close. And, and if you don't think that plays a factor, uh, wake up. You're nuts. You're nuts. How could you blame Tua then? 
You're so close to being set up for the... So you could either have dealt with a... And again, we have no idea how many concussions. We know there's one. Might be three. Might be one. We, we literally don't know. And based on not knowing, retire. Yeah, retire. So close to getting the money. And if you don't think that plays a part, you're crazy. It definitely does. Stop telling this guy what he should do when he's worked so hard to get here. Stop telling him what to do when you're a thousand miles away, sitting on your couch, in your underwear, eating a bag of cheese puffs, as if you know better than the doctors who are treating him. Cut it out. It's, it's, it's just, it's, it's so self-righteous. It really is. So anyway, I will also add, I, I would expect Bridgewater to play this weekend. If it comes down to Bridgewater playing this weekend, go on and win the game, man. Do your job. Earn your salary. Can you win one game? Owen, Owen, two, I guess, right? Because Skylar Thompson started the other one. And I know he didn't technically start the game that Tua left with the injury, but it was early enough. So, 0-2 in the two games that he started. And now you got the playoffs on the line. The veteran quarterback has had success in this league. Go out and do your job. Can you win one game filling in for the quarterback? It's a big one. You've been there before. Can you win one game? Go out there, do your job. Do your job. All right. Hey. Now, I'm not talking about if you're feeling like you got a concussion, but if you're not feeling well, if you're not feeling 100%, maybe you feel like you're burning up a little bit, you don't want to call your regular pediatrician. You don't want to call your regular doctor because they're going to tell you, all right, I got an opening coming up in a few weeks. You need to see someone today. You need to see someone now. Doctors on call, 365 South Florida's Urgent Care that comes to you. Look, if you support the show, you're listening right now, you support Zaslow's show 2.0, we got to support my sponsors as well because this show can't happen without my sponsors. And Doctors on Call 365, South Florida's urgent care that comes to you, they are out there helping you. Convenience. Everything in my life I want done with convenience, okay? I'd so much rather pay a little bit extra if it means I'm getting something convenient. But here's the thing with Doctors on Call 365. You need someone to come to your home and treat you. We're talking children, adults, elderly. You need IV fluids. You need vitamin therapy. You need blood drawn. You need a prescription filled or refilled. COVID test, flu test, strep throat test. Doctors on Call 365 is coming to your home, your office, wherever you are, and they will treat you right there. Now, it's self-pay right now. You got Medicare acceptance coming soon, private insurance acceptance on the way also. But you're going to pay less out of pocket for the convenience of being seen in your home that day than you would if you go to the emergency room or you wait at the urgent care. And that ain't convenience. That's a pain in the butt. Everybody knows that. Call Doctors on Call 365 if you're not feeling well and let them treat you in your home. 786-577-9302. Doctors on Call 365.com. Again, 786 786- Five seven seven nine three zero two. Ah, so the Heat trying to get a second win here on this home. So trying to finish up this homestand at five hundred, which is obviously super disappointing coming off a four zero road trip. This was really an opportunity to take advantage uh, and maybe go a few games over five hundred before heading out on the road. All right, every guest on Zaslow Show 2.0 is brought to us by Johnny Cuba. European roots of the Caribbean soul. Start your day with a refreshing German lager in a can. You can purchase locally at Sedano's, Presidente, Winn-Dixie, Fresco y Mas, and you got holiday specials right now in six packs of Johnny Cuba. Remember, always drink responsibly 
And don't forget about Johnny Cuba's mantra, stay tranquilo. So very good timing here as we bring aboard George Sedano, Pacific guy out there on the West Coast. George, uh, happy holidays. Happy New Year. I saw you were you were with the crew there in Denver, Jokic with the triple-double. Is that is this your first time working um, working ESPN TV for, for the Christmas games? No, no. I've done like four or five of them over oh, the Oh, wow. Year. That many yeah. years? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was in Milwaukee last year for Boston, Milwaukee. Uh, I've been to, I was at, in Denver a couple of years ago, pre-COVID, for Zion's first Christmas game. Um, yeah, I, I've done a number of them over the years. Do you think the NBA was pissed off with the NFL? Oh, I mean, I'm sure if you put them on truth serum, yeah, they were annoyed. Um, the NFL could have totally played all those games on Saturday. Totally. And, yeah. And uh, but by the way, the NFL really had some stinkers. Those games looked much better on paper. Oh, yeah. Um, and then they were not games that were that attractive. Um, I think the Packers Dolphins was probably the most attractive of all those games once we came uh, down to the wire and actually <laughs> came to Christmas Day because the latter two were not interesting at all. And by the way, the Rams game obviously being a blowout made it even worse, right? So, I mean, who knew that Baker Mayfield would have some sort of resurgence uh, in L.A.? But I, yeah, haven't I, I, I haven't seen the numbers, but wouldn't we guess, though, that this, that this oh, no. shit yeah. NFL games outdrew the NBA, oh, right? No, no question. No question. Yeah. I haven't seen the numbers either because, again, the NFL is always going to outdraw the NBA because of scarcity, right? 17 versus 82. Like, there's just a different kind of urgency and of course, we also love that it's the gladiator sport um, of modern times, right? Like, I think all that and gambling, right? Gambling, fantasy, oh, whatever. Gambling's the best. There. Gambling is so right. good. It's, so it's, good. Just, it, 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 it's because of the scarcity, there's more of an influence when it comes to gambling, I think, and fantasy. So. All right. So, I want to get to NBA with you, and we'll do some heat stuff also. But while, while we're talking NFL there, real quick, uh, you got a strong opinion or two based on what's going on with Tua? You know, I talked a lot about it on my show where. Uh, it, it, you know, it, it feels like we're back at square one where for yeah. a few weeks, yeah. yo, we got the right guy. Tua's better than Herbert. And and then on the no. day that Tua gets put back in concussion protocol, the same day, Herbert goes and clinches a playoff spot on Monday Night Football. Yeah, um, I was never in the camp that he's a better individual player than Herbert, um, but uh, I did think that, and I do think that he fits what they're trying to do. I do think now it's on Mike McDaniel to just figure out, okay, here are the deficiencies. Here are what teams are taking away. Clearly the middle of the field. How do we make this work? And that to me is is going to be on him. Less on, I mean, somewhat on Tua too, don't get me wrong. But I think that the coach needs to put him in positions to succeed. I think when you look at Tua, I think you look at a guy who's clearly very accurate. Um, a guy who can put the ball uh, in the right places to make his playmakers make plays. It's what he did at Alabama for the most part, too. Now, at this level, I think that defenses are far more sophisticated, obviously, and that's why I think coaching is going to matter when it comes to this stuff. But look, I was at that Chargers game uh, live. I went to the game, and you could just see the clear difference between the two guys. I mean, forget about just physically, just – I just think the way that they they see the game, I think, seems fairly obvious. But I still think the Dolphins can be a playoff team. And by the way, if the Dolphins make the playoffs, that's a good season. I don't care what anybody tells me. This defense is not playing all that great. Uh, their secondary has been in shambles pretty much all season for the most part. Uh, no Byron Jones at all, which was something that they expected, at least going into the season. I think people presumed that he would be healthy and available. 
But look, do I think Tua is a guy that's going to elevate talent um, like a Patrick Mahomes, uh, even though he has a better uh, passer rating than he does? No, he's not that guy. He's a guy that keeps the trains running on time and is a guy that needs playmakers around him. And he needs all the elements to be at least average to above average around him for them to have real success. And they haven't gotten that. The defense has not been good, so they've been below average. And those receivers, the receivers have been a little dinged up over the last couple of weeks, although they're, they're still performing at a really high level. And teams are taking stuff away from him. So he's not an elite quarterback, but he's good enough to be a playoff quarterback. People seem to think that they've nailed down the play where he may have gotten concussed. We're never going to know if he actually got a concussion. We're never going to know how many he's had so far this year. It's so tricky. But people seem to have nailed down when it looks like it may have happened if it did happen. And then for a quarterback who's very careful with the ball and doesn't turn it over, he has three inters- He had five interceptions all year. Then he has three interceptions in the fourth quarter. So it's circumstantial evidence, but like, do we do we nail it down and say, yeah, like that must have been because of a concussion because he doesn't throw interceptions. I mean, it's possible, right? I, I think that, um, you know, there is potentially some correlation there. But I also think that, again, um, you know, teams have just played him differently. And it felt like the Packers, when you looked at the second half, particularly, even before that uh, potential hit, right, or that his head slamming against the ground, um, he was not performing as well uh, earlier on in that second half either, at least to, to my knowledge. Um, so look, I, I just think it's a com- it could be a combination of all those things. I don't think it has to be a binary situation uh, when it comes to him in that specific game. But, um, you know, look, man, I, I just think that Dolphins fans got a taste of like, oh, man, we're legitimately good. And then all of a sudden December happens and teams play differently in December. And it's what you as cliche as it sounds, uh, most of these teams, I know there's 17 games now take these games and quarters and that last quarter is always the most difficult and the teams that succeed in the last quarter are teams that can do a number of things well some sort of combination of this if not all of them right incredible quarterback play running the ball and being able to defend right it now in a perfect world you get all three of those but if you're not getting um at least one or two of those you're in trouble and i think we, we what we've seen from the dolphins is um They've had decent running game, but the coach, for one reason or another, has chosen to run away from it, right? I think that in that Chargers game uh, was a good example where maybe they weren't busting it open every time, but if you go back, I'm pretty sure they ran it at nearly five yards a clip, right? And then, but they didn't run it enough in that game. And then, of course, the following game against Buffalo, that was another conversation about not running it enough. So I do think that the coach and the coaching staff could do a better job of maybe masking some of their potential deficiencies by playing it a little safer. I know that's not what they want to do, but I think that you have to manage the game differently at different times of the season. So George is obviously out there on the West Coast. He's Pacific guy. The Heat have the Lakers. We don't know LeBron's status at this point as far as whether... Okay, so I I have an update. Oh, okay. I have an update. I don't, you know, I can't tell you who. Come on. But I asked this person, do you Come think on. LeBron plays tonight or Come against on. Miami? Because he hasn't played both ends of the back-to-back yet. And I was told he's listed as probable tonight. Uh, doesn't seem like he'd want to miss Miami. So perhaps. He really? I mean, he misses Miami so much. 
Well, not with the Lakers, though. He right. did with That's true. Not That's with true. the Lakers. He has played every game in Miami with the Lakers. Um, so I, I, you know, said perhaps both. You don't know. And they might need him to play both in this scenario because of all the injuries that they're dealing with. Okay, so we'll we'll get to actual basketball stuff in a second, but what are we what is the NBA going to do about this scenario? Okay, the load management, you know, the players not playing back-to-back games. I mean, George, here in Miami, and I'm sure they do in a lot of NBA franchises, they have tier pricing. They have tier pricing for the Laker game because of LeBron, all right? Not because Kendrick Nunn's returning, all right? So if LeBron doesn't play and Anthony Davis is already out, why, why am I paying more money? So, like, something has to give, right? Or, or, or is anything going to be done about this? Uh, I think the collective bargaining agreement, the, the one that's eventually coming up, there will be a reckoning. I don't think there's any question. I think that you're going to see, particularly, like, when it comes to players – and their contracts and sitting out. I think all that stuff is going to be on the table. We saw the situation with Ben Simmons, obviously in Philadelphia, and then even potentially with the Nets at the beginning. Now that one, I I know was more injury related. Um, his back was way worse than um, people were letting on. He did try to keep ramping up with the Nets and then just suffered a bunch of setbacks. But the Philly situation is obviously the situation that most people will refer to and I think that that is going to be a big deal, right? I think that's basically, you know, for lack of a better phrase, there's going to be a Ben Simmons rule, I, I think, or at least the owners will try to implement something like that. Now, when it comes to the missing of games for rest or not rest, whatever you want to call it, uh, I think that's going to be a huge issue. But I just don't know how you police that, to be honest with you. I don't either. The stuff with the contracts and guys sitting out because they don't want to play for a certain team or asking out, et cetera, et cetera. That stuff, honestly, as crazy as it sounds, is actually a little more, a little easier to, to manage potentially in a collective bargaining agreement than it would be this situation where guys are sitting out for rest because they have minor injuries. Um, but to me, this is the way I look at it. And I don't think enough people are talking about it this way. I think that, for example, I think that guys in the past had shorter careers for the most part because they didn't get the rest. So in this situation, let's use Chris Paul because I just had Phoenix as an example, right? Chris Paul has had a number of injuries over his career and significant injuries, not like small, like muscle in, you know, related injuries. Right. Um, And he's now in what year 17 or whatever it is because they've been able to manage him. He's still able to play at a pretty decent level, right, at this stage of his career. Whereas maybe in the 90s, early 2000s, Chris Paul would have been done after seven or eight years or nine years, maybe 10 max. So I think that there is a give and take with this that is not being discussed. So to your point, it stinks for the fans. And I don't know if there's an easy solution for that. But I do think if you look at it from that perspective, which not enough people are, guys are extending their careers further because of this rest situation that we have. I have two more I have two more questions on this topic then for you George. The first one is why do superstar players why are they the only ones that need load management? That's a great question. Um I don't I, I think those are the guys that get the most pub. Um I think that um that's twofold, right? I do think there are guys who are role players who don't play. Um 
And I do think that it just doesn't get enough publicity. But what I would say to you is this, is that the guys who are not the superstars are the guys who are fighting for contracts and money and things of that nature and stability for whatever it's worth in their rotation or perhaps for their future beyond this particular season. So I think that's part of it, right? I think that to me is is probably the bigger reason why the role players don't uh, get the load management that the star players get. And my second question in regards to this topic is, why don't hockey players ever need load management? It's a great question. Um, I, look, I, I also think that those guys, while they take a um, you know a brutal beating to yeah. their bodies, um, I, I think that it's just embedded in the culture now, right? And I think that it's where in the NBA, there's been a more scientific approach to the body. I feel like in hockey, there there isn't that, right? It's just this old school mentality. If you can and, breathe, you can play, you know, you got to be correct. there for your team. Correct. And I, and I think that for the most part, the NBA guys have that during the postseason. Um, but in the regular season, I think that they've taken a different approach. And look, you got, if we're going to blame one team that I think started this. Go on. I'm not, I, I'm not blaming them per se, but this is where I think it really began. Was just, San just do it. Yeah, just say it. Come on. Just yeah. I mean, it happened in Miami, right? Remember when the yep. big three Heat were playing and Pop sent back. I don't Bunkley. even think they were on the trip. They weren't even at the game. Well, they were wherever the previous stop was. It might have been Orlando. Um, they got sent back on Southwest Airlines. Yeah. If you remember. <laughs> Open seating. Okay. Yeah. 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 So I, I think that that's where this started. And again, it was smart. They were ahead of the curve at that time. And now what's happened is, you know, the toothpaste is out of the tube. Right. And it's hard to put back in. Uh, LeBron. If they miss the playoffs this year, is this his fourth year or fifth year there? This is fourth. Fourth year. They'll have missed if they miss the playoffs this year, let's say, they'll have missed the playoffs twice. They'll no, have, no, 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 no. This is the fifth. Fifth year. Okay. So then they'll have missed the playoffs three times. The bounce his from first the year, the first year they missed. Yeah. Uh, he got hurt. That was the Christmas game where he messed his growing up. Last year they it. missed, and then if they missed this year, that would be three. They right, got bounced the in the five. first round once by Phoenix. And then they won the title against And Miami. they won the title. So, like, after – if they miss the playoffs this year, like, how are people going to view LeBron's tenure there? Or is it just all about, hey, they, they could miss the playoffs a thousand times if they won the championship once. It's a success. No, no. I, I mean, look, if I had to guess, and I don't know this um, because I haven't spoken to him, um, I actually haven't had them this year, even though I've been to a couple of their games uh, to watch up close. Um, yeah, I would guess LeBron's not thrilled. And just based on his postgame commentary a number of times this season, that certainly seems to be the case. I mean, most recently in their last game against, uh, on Christmas against the Dallas Mavericks, he talked about the roster and basically says something to the effect of, look, there's only so many times you can dig yourself out of these holes, right? And he has lamented the roster even from game one. He talked about how they don't have lasers, uh, which he was referencing the lack of three-point shooting that they have on the team. The roster construction is not great. The roster construction, honestly, in three of the five years has not been great. In year one, um, they had all those young guys, so there was that. But the guys that Magic and Rob Palinka put around them, you know, Michael Beasley, Rondo. Now, Rondo did play a, a key role for them in the title year the following year, but Beasley, Lance Stevenson – they didn't take the model that Cleveland and Miami had built or Cleveland the second time and Miami had built, which is put a lot of shooting around him. Um, so they, they mismanaged that year two. Now that was different. Granted, they weren't great in the regular season, 
statistically shooting, but they had guys who could hit shots, right? Contavious Caldwell-Pope, Kyle Kuzma, even though they didn't hit it at a good clip during the regular season, you saw in the postseason, those guys were, were good shooters. And in theory, they were good shooters anyway going into the season. Uh, they won the championship. The following year, they just had bad luck, I think. You know, Anthony Davis went down at the wrong time. Um, also, Anthony Davis came in in bad shape that year off the bubble and never really got going. Um, they still had a 2-1 lead against Phoenix, and then he got hurt, and they were really done. And LeBron was also playing hurt. He had busted his ankle uh, that year. Solomon Hill rolled him uh, late in the season. Or actually, no, about, I want to say, before the All-Star break, rolled his ankle really bad, never really recovered from that. Um, but they still had a lead against the team that went to the finals that year, and and just Davis went down and it was over. And then the last two seasons, the roster construction has been terrible as well. <laughs> Um, and now that for sure is on Rob Palenka because Magic has been gone basically after year one. And I, I, you know, people will blame LeBron on the Russell Westbrook thing. But to my knowledge, Zaslo, yes, he was in on Russ, but he was in on multiple players that he thought would fit with him and Anthony Davis. Um, Russ was the one that they all came to as a consensus. You know, I know that the Lakers have tried to distance themselves from Russ. Uh, after that first or during that first season, but nobody put a gun to Rob Palinka's head and said, hey, call Tommy Shepard in Washington and make the deal. Right. Like he made the deal because he also thought it would make them a big three and make them good. Um, and then this offseason, they had a chance to get off Russ numerous times and they couldn't and they didn't do it. Um, I would imagine much to LeBron's chagrin. Um, now, Darvin Ham, Darvin Ham, their head coach, deserves a little credit because he's put him in that six-man role, and he's been better there, although still not great because there's still a net negative when he's on the floor, um, but better than he was certainly in the starting lineup with LeBron and AD. They at least have guys that can space it a little better than when Russell Westbrook was out there. So it, it has been a real challenge for this team, and it's dude, he's going to be 38 in, what, four days or three days or whatever it's going to be, and like he shouldn't be carrying this load at this stage of his career. It's just nuts. Now, AD was playing great. And then unfortunately, you know, the biggest predictor of future injuries, past injury. And, and the guy is just injury prone, unfortunately, at this point, as talented as he is. So now LeBron has to carry this roster that's not very good. Um, that, you know, without AD is 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 just, I mean, not playoff worthy. Let's uh let's do a little bit of heat here, George. Uh say something that's gonna make the fan base feel better. Are they going to get it going in the second half here? Eric Spolster's teams, every year he's been the coach. They always get better throughout the season. They're always better in the second half of the year than in the first half of the year. Uh, they enter this game at, at 500. It's been a real disappointing homestand, though. They blew it, all right? You, you got to win those first two home games, Chicago and Indiana. And, uh, you know, you could have seen yourself like three or four games over 500 going into this game if that were the case. So it's a major missed opportunity. What are you making the heat right now? Um, they just don't seem to fit, right? It kind of reminds me a lot of the year after the bubble where things just wouldn't go their way. Well, with Jimmy, it's one year on, one year off, one year on, one year off, it seems. Yeah, but I just don't think you can count on Jimmy for 82 games ever again. Oh, yeah, right? I don't mean I don't mean Jimmy in particular. I just mean the years that Jimmy's been here. It's oh, up, gotcha. down, up, down. Gotcha. Yeah, right. I, I agree with that. I also think that the organization, um, which you know I love, um, but if I'm going to be honest, I think they, 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 I'm trying to phrase this right. Okay. Are they drinking a little bit too much of their own Kool-Aid? 
Possibly. And I also think that they expect Spo to make miracles, you know, turn wine into water into wine every time. You know what I mean? Like, I think that you can't do that every year. And um, Caleb is a good player. I don't think Caleb is a starting four in this league. I think Caleb is a perfect backup three. Um, I think that's what he really is. And then they've they've put a lot into Victor Oladipo and expected him to be Indiana Victor Oladipo. And that just hasn't materialized. And now I get the contract. Hold on one sec, Zazzle. I have an issue here. I have a crying child that I have to attend to. Uh, one sec. Okay. All right. Back from screaming children. All right. Disaster <laughs> scenario in the Sedano Casa. Uh, everything okay? Everything all right everything's now? O- everything's okay. Uh, you know, the eight-year-old wanted to share something with the four-year-old. The four-year-old did not want to share. So we were, uh, you know, everybody was crying. So I needed to handle that. All right. But what it boils down to, though, uh, you you think you think what we've seen so far from the Heat this season, they're a 500 team. You think this is what we're going to get for the whole year, it sounds like. I don't know about the whole year. Um, they can make a deal. I think if they make a move, then I think that changes things. But I don't know what that move is because here's the thing, right? So if they want, let's say Boyan Bogdanovich, let's just use him as the example. He'd actually fit pretty well, I think, with what they want to do. Why are you shrugging your shoulders? That guy's a good player. Yeah, like, is he that much different from Duncan Robinson? Yeah, way better than Duncan Robinson. Are you nuts? Absolutely. It's not even close. They're not even in the same stratosphere. (laughs) Um, Boyan Bogdanovich, first of all, can put the ball on the floor, can get to the free throw line. The guy averages like six free throws a game. (laughs) And... Um, and he's a much better defender than Duncan Robinson. So he's yes, still not a good defender, though. He's still not. But good. he's not a he's not a negative defender like Duncan Robinson is. He's at he's average at worst, is what I would say. He's a pretty good defender, actually. And he also um has been on playoff teams, right? So I know like he's been in Utah. They've been in the playoffs. Like it's not like this would be some sort of surprise to him. Do you think do you uh, think if they didn't if they weren't all in holding out on that one percent chance they were gonna get Durant? Do you think there were like substantial moves they could have made in the offseason? Perhaps. I don't know that. I know that, look, they were kicking the tires on Jay Crowder, but so are a number of teams. I think Milwaukee's kicking the tires on that. Atlanta's kicking the tires on that. Like, there's no way you're going to get me to say that the addition of Jay Crowder is. No, 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 no. But here's a guy they could have gotten, speaking of Detroit, um, Jeremy Grant. Right. right? Jeremy Grant has been fantastic for Portland this season. Yeah. Um, And he was, he'd be perfect because, you know, he's legitimately, you know, what is it? Six, nine, six, 10, right? Yeah. Yeah. Can play alongside Bam. Like your defense would be out of control and he's a good offensive player. He can shoot the ball. um, He can put it on the floor. Um, I mean, Boyan's probably a more accomplished offensive player, um, but Jeremy Grant is really bleeping good. If not, if it's not close, he's, he's, he's in the, in the same stratosphere, um, and much better defensively. So yeah, like Jeremy Grant could have been the thing, but the heat to your point are, it's not just holding out for Durant. It feels like they're always going to hold out and try to hold those assets for the next whale or guy who's disgruntled or whatever. Whereas if you get a guy like Bogdanovich or you could have gotten a guy like Jeremy Grant, you'd be in really good shape right now, I think. Yeah, and, and but they don't even really have the assets anymore to trade now because one of those assets we were talking about was Hero. And right now, obviously, you can't trade him this year anymore. But on top of that, I don't think I want to trade Hero. He's awesome. Like, I don't, you know, if you're getting a guy like Durant, okay, fine. But like, I don't want to trade Tyler Hero. Okay, so I wouldn't trade Tyler Hero for like Zach Levine or something right. like that. I wouldn't trade him for Bradley Beal either. 
Mm, I still probably would trade him for Bradley Beal because here's the thing. I just think Bradley Beal um, can be a better defender than Tyler Hero. Tyler Hero is going to get targeted in the playoffs again. Mm -hmm. Tyler Hero was exposed in the postseason last year. Um, he didn't play great with uh, you know against Atlanta. Um, I think he had one and a half good games is what I would call it. He had two good games against Philly. And then I know because I covered that series. And basically, Doc Rivers like, we're just not going to let Hero just go off. We're going to make sure somebody sticks with him. Um, and then there was a lack of availability. And he also wasn't um, all that great when he was out there against Boston. And I know he was injured. He was hurt. Yeah. He right. Hurt. But he's not. He can't. You know what he needs to be? And I know he doesn't want to hear this. He's the sixth. He's a great sixth man because. He's instant offense. He can run the offense, too, so he can get other guys involved. And you can put him in a defensive-minded lineup, I think, that allows him to just be, flourish. And I don't know why he's got this thing that he needs to start. To me, it's not about starting. It's about finishing, perhaps, more so to me. I think. Well, and I would have thought that he'd have been off that, you know, uh, that he'd have been off that whole idea once he signed the contract. Once he signed the contract, right. who the hell no. cares? Right, I'm with you. And by the way, Manu Ginobili is going into the Hall of Fame as a sixth, uh, a sixth man. Okay, it's what he's best suited as. And that, if if they just did that, Zaslo, even if they didn't make a move, they'd be a better team. I don't know if they'd be a championship level team, but they'd certainly be better than this 500 team that they've been because the roster and the rotations would be better balanced. George, you were excellent. I appreciate you stopping by and spending some time with us again. When are you going to be on television again? Let everybody know. Uh, well, I'm radio first. I'm calling the Alamo Bowl, Washington, Texas, on ESPN Radio uh, on Thursday. Back on TV, I've got Heat Lakers um, in, in January, January yeah. 4th in L.A. And then I've got Heat Suns on Friday, the, next, the, the Friday after that. Uh, so I've got Wednesday, Friday, next week, the 4th and the 6th. I've got Heat Lakers, Heat Suns. Okay, are the Suns falling apart a little bit? Um, I mean, if Devin Booker can't play, then they could be in real trouble. They hate yeah. each other? They all hate DeAndre Ayton? I don't think they hate each other. I just think that they. Uh, this is what happens with teams. After a while, the messages get old. You know how it goes. I do know how it goes. From all those years in the locker room, I know exactly how it goes. Yeah. Uh, George, excellent job. Appreciate you hanging out with us, man. Thank you. This is your this is your return slash debut, Zaslow Show 2.0. Yes, return slash debut. I'm excited for you. I'm happy for you. I am. Uh, I, I can't wait to see what Zaslo 2.0 uh, turns into. I already love what I'm seeing. So best of luck to you and Tam and the fam. Thanks, and thanks man. for having me. Thanks, George. You got it. Excellent job there by Sedano. Nothing new. Nothing new as far as LeBron. Again, he said he was going to decide on whether he's playing tonight in Miami, depending on how he feels when he wakes up. Maybe he's still sleeping. I don't know. Hey, you know, he's... Maybe he's very tired from last night in Orlando. I, you know, hey, you get into Miami late, you know they go to South Beach. This is why you, you like the second night of a back-to-back -back if you're a Heat fan. All right, you're coming in from Orlando, you know those guys were hitting up the club for a little bit. So yeah, maybe, because they're not going to shoot around this morning. So yeah, maybe LeBron is still sleeping. Again, if you're a Heat fan, you're going to the game tonight, or you're thinking about buying tickets because you want to see LeBron just buyer beware. If you wait a little bit, by the time you're listening right now, we, we may know if LeBron is playing. Hey, if you're looking for a place to watch the game tonight, how about my spot for Dolphin Games, Briny Irish Pub, Pompano Beach, the world's greatest upscale dive bar. You take Atlantic Boulevard all the way east, all the way to the Atlantic, but you don't park in the Atlantic. Park behind the Briny. They will validate your tag. 
free parking. You will not have to pay if you park behind the Briny, and there's plenty of parking there. You just got to tell them your tag number, and they will validate for you. Happy hour. That's the Briny hour every weeknight, 4 to 7 p.m. Today, Wednesday, you got fish and chip specials. Like I said, world's greatest upscale bar. You got live music seven nights a week, beginning tonight at 7 p.m. Scott Avery is giving you the tunes. So again, Briny Irish Pub, that's my spot for Dolphin Games. NFL Sunday ticket. Come hang out this Sunday. Dolphins, Patriots, I will be there again. Atlantic Boulevard, all the way east. World's greatest upscale dive bar, Briny Irish Pub. All right. Let's get to big deal or not a big deal. You know how we do. We wrap up every show. We got to make sure we don't leave anything out. Got to make sure that we tell you what the big deals are and what the not big deals are. And I'll tell you, big deal or not a big deal. This one's a big deal. Luka Doncic last night. A 60-point triple-double. 60 points. 21 rebounds. 10 assists. And here's the thing. Not only is it a crit... Not only is it crazy to score an NBA season-high 60 points, not only is it crazy to score a 60-point triple-double, but they needed every single one of those points. It's the only such stat line in the history of the NBA, a 60-20 triple-double. But they were down, it was a meltdown by the Knicks. They were down by nine with 30 seconds left. And you got uh, uh, some missed free throws, you got a turnover, you got three-point plays, you got three-pointers. Duncic misses the first free throw on purpose with just a couple seconds remaining, down by three. Misses, uh, yeah, down by three. He, he makes the first free throw, excuse me. So that cuts it to a two-point game. Misses the second one on purpose. He gets the rebound, puts it in right before the buzzer goes to overtime, and the Mavs beat the Knicks in overtime, 126-121. That's a big deal. Here's a little bit of Luka after the game. 60 point, 20 rebound, triple double. 60 points, 20 boards. Never, it never happened, baby. How's it feel right now? I'm tired as hell. <laughs> you can rest later. You're young. I need a recovery beer. Uh, we can handle that. Uh- Fantastic. Phenomenal performance there. Excellent job out of Luca. That's a big deal. How about this? J.J. Watt, big deal or not a big deal? J.J. Watt yesterday, he essentially announced his retirement via Twitter, okay? I actually think it may have been two days ago, or maybe it was early yesterday. Nonetheless, J.J. Watt posted pictures. Now, he had a great game for Arizona on Sunday. He posted pictures after the game with his wife, his little baby, and his parents, and it's it's titled the tweet, Koa's first ever NFL game, my last ever NFL home game. My heart is filled with nothing but love and gratitude. It's been an absolute honor and a pleasure. So he announces his retirement there from the NFL. I think he would be excellent on television. Really good talker. Uh, good looking guy. He uh, super popular. Easy to like. I think he would be very good on television. Uh, that's a big deal. J.J. Watt, uh, one of the all-time great defensive players, certainly on his way to the Hall of Fame. That's a big deal. Big deal or not a big deal? Ed Reed. All-time great NFL safety, all-time great Miami Hurricane. Ed Reed is leaving his, you know, chief of staff role, whatever whatever phony role it was, uh, to become the head coach at Bethune-Cookman. Now, this is a big deal, but it's a big deal maybe for a reason that you weren't expecting me to say. It's a big deal for him. He's going to be a head coach. That's, that's fantastic. And we know he's wanted to coach. Remember, he was on the staff, I think, with the Ravens under Rex Ryan. Uh... Or no, I think it was the Bills, actually, under Rex Ryan. 
So you know he wants to coach. Now he's going to be the head coach of Bethune-Cookman. But the reason it's a big deal, and we talked about this yesterday or two days ago with Jeff Saturday, who's a disaster as interim head coach for Indianapolis, as everyone could have seen a mile away, all right? But because Ed Reed is not in that good old boys club with the old white owners, he gets the head coaching job at Bethune-Cookman. Deion Sanders, who is not in the fraternity with the old white owners in the NFL, he gets the Jackson State head coaching job. Jeff Saturday, who's in that good old boys network with the old white owners, he gets his first shot as a head coach with zero coaching experience for the Indianapolis Colts. Ed Reed's got some experience. Now, I don't think Dion had any experience, but I know Jeff Saturday had no experience. You can understand when Jeff Saturday gets that gig why some people, why black people, can be pissed off about that because Dion Sanders is a hundred times the NFL player that Jeff Saturday was. And Jeff Saturday was a good player. But Deion Sanders, a hundred Deion Sanders is an all maybe the best cornerback ever. Ed Reed is a hundred times better than what Jeff Saturday was as a player. Ed Reed may be the best safety ever. Jeff Saturday was was what was a Pro Bowl, I don't know if he was all pro, but he was a Pro Bowl caliber center. Not a not best ever. Not even close. Those guys are two of the best ever. They start at Bethune-Cookman and Jackson State. Jeff Saturday, with zero experience, starts in the NFL. You can understand why black people look at that and get pissed off, right? You can understand that. That's a big deal. How about LeBron James? Big deal or not a big deal? LeBron James yesterday, he deleted this tweet. LeBron James deleted a tweet from, I guess it was last year, right? Yeah, it was from the end of April uh, last season. And his tweet said, I can slash will not miss the postseason again for my career. This shit hurt. Okay, back to watching these games. He deleted that tweet last night. Deleted it. That's a big deal. LeBron, he's wa- he, he, he's throwing in the towel. He's waving the white flag. That's a, I don't know why he has to delete it. Why does he have to delete it? Who cares? He doesn't want to miss the playoffs. He's going to miss the playoffs. Oh, but LeBron, you tweeted you were never going to. Why does he have to delete the tweet? Ah, it's so weird. But that's a big deal. LeBron, he's giving up, it sounds like. And finally, big deal or not a big deal. If you're listening to Zaslow Show 2.0 right now, and it's the afternoon or it's the evening, so it's already passed, you can go on demand, you can go back on podcast form, however you want. But our girl Amber Wilson today, right now, matter of fact, is hosting First Take on ESPN. Coming up at noon today, our girl Joy Taylor is hosting The Herd. Colin Coward's out, so she is filling in. Amber's hosting First Take. Joy is hosting The Herd. You're listening to Zaslow Show 2.0. It's all happening. That's a big deal right there. I'm sure she's killing it. I'm going to go back and watch it uh, a little bit after I do the show here. I'm going to listen to Joy hosting The Herd, of course. How about that? My two girls right there. Zazzle coaching tree is very, very strong. Very infamous when it comes to sports media. Very strong. Amber on first take right now. Joy hosting the herd today. That's a big deal. And that right there is another edition A big deal or not a big deal. Wow, what a show. Great job by Sedano today. Appreciate him joining us, of course. Tomorrow, we're going to get week 17 of the NFL started. 
That's how you do it on Thursday nights. They st- they start the week on Thursday nights, except for the final week. That's kind of not fair if one team is going to get some extra days off. But tomorrow night, Dallas and Tennessee. That game's got some meaning to it. Dallas, uh, I mean, Dallas seems kind of locked into number five, that first wildcard spot. But Tennessee, I, I, Tennessee still has a chance to get in. But I don't think Tennessee, I don't think this game, I don't think this week matters for Tennessee. Because if they lose tomorrow, and even Jacksonville wins this weekend, then Jacksonville's a game up, and they still play the final week. So Tennessee can then win that game. They're tied in record. They would be tied head-to-head, and I think Tennessee would then have the better division record, so they would still win the division. So I actually don't think the game matters at all, either way, for Tennessee tomorrow night. But anyway, Cowboys and Titans tomorrow. Can we start the show tomorrow on a Florida Panther game day? Can we start the show with the Heat winning back-to-back games? Tonight's the Heat and the Lakers. You know what that means. All right. Thank you to everyone involved in the show today. Excellent work by everyone. You put together a great show. I appreciate all your hard work. We'll talk to you guys. Make sure you like, you rate, you comment. Zaslow Show 2.0. Tell everybody and all of our sponsors. They support the show, so you got to go out and support them. We'll talk to you on Zaslow Show 2.0 tomorrow. You know what that means. Ah, the show is over. What better time now than to go out back with a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. That's right. That's what I look forward to after every show. And now my day's work is done. I got a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul. I'm going to sit outside by the pool here at the Zaslow Mansion and just enjoy the rest of my day. Having a Johnny Cuba makes me feel like I'm right back in the Caribbean. We're talking a refreshing German lager in a can. You can get it anywhere. Sedano's, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. And right now, you got special holiday prices on six packs of Johnny Cuba. Make sure you pick up your Johnny Cuba merch as well. We got the hot sauce coming up. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo because more is always brewing. You know, when my wife and I became homeowners, I mean, keeping the Zaslow Mansion safe, that's not an easy task, unless you call Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. If you're looking for affordable care that offers the best coverage for your home, your motorcycle, your car, your boat, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services, their team has the expertise and experience to find the right coverage for you, including comprehensive policies For both trailers and motorhomes, let their team help you learn more about your policy options so you can make an informed decision that's not going to keep you up at night. Bruntinsurance.com. When it comes to home, renters, and condo insurance, your options, hey, it, it, it can be dizzying. Don't worry, they specialize in making the confusing crystal clear with their fully licensed team helping you along every step of the way. Bruntinsurance.com, 954-589-2204.